0: Can you all close your eyes for a moment? As you spend time worshipping the Lord, this is the time we are going to open our hearts and receive His word. If our hearts are open to God's word, God's word has the power to transform you and me. With this faith, this evening as we prepare to listen to God's word, let us seek the intercession of our blessed mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, now and the hour of our death. Amen. Let's sign ourselves in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So let's listen to the, a passage from the Word of God this evening. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1 and verses 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. My dear brothers and sisters, the topic we are going to focus today, as a preparation for the great feast of Pentecost is from Acts chapter 1 and verses 8 the scripture says you know you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses I heard Jude was speaking to me about four five days back and he was telling me this is the topic we're going to meditate on today and he was also telling me the last two weeks you've been uh, focusing on witnessing to the Lord am I right? Is that the case? Yeah. Praise. Yeah. Calling, witnessing, yeah, all the same. Praise the Lord. But now today's passage says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit come upon you. Remember, Jesus, you know, Luke's gospel also mentions about this power. When you read the gospel of St. Luke chapter 24 and verses 9 also, it says the same thing. He says, remain in Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from above. Praise the Lord. Luke 24 and 49. 49 Luke 24 49 not 9 see I am sending you what my father has promised so stay here in the city until you're being clothed with power from high my dear brother my dear sister today we are going to focus on this power which we are speaking about what is this power that the whole no the Bible is talking about what is this power your sister Holy Spirit are you sure about it? Huh? But why did Jesus tell them that you will receive power? He never said. Holy Spirit he said, "You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you." That means Jesus is not calling the Holy Spirit itself as a power. Yes, we do understand it's a power of God. You know, this is where we need to go a little deeper into the scriptures. On the day of Pentecost, we all know. When you read Acts chapter 2 verse 1 onwards, we will find an answer for this power. What is this power that God is speaking about? Acts chapter 2 verse 1 onwards, let's listen to that. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. Yeah, go ahead. And suddenly from heaven, they came a sound like the rush of a violent wind and filled the entire house and they were sitting and divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Here, the Bible says, when God told them, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and on the day of Pentecost, you actually see this power coming upon the apostles. You know, many of us mistake this power for the Holy Spirit itself, which is true. I'm not saying it's not the Holy Spirit, but we need to understand this a little more clearly. When did the apostles receive the Holy Spirit? I'm asking a question. Then why do we say on the day of Pentecost they received the Holy Spirit, sister? John chapter 20 verses 22 clearly talks about the apostles receiving the Holy Spirit. And after he sent the Holy Spirit upon them, John 20, 22 says... When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. That means the apostles received the Holy Spirit even before the day of Pentecost. But God is saying that you will receive a power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That means what? Even after receiving the Holy Spirit, there should be a power that has to come upon every one of us. What is this power that Jesus is speaking about? God's Okay, brother, that's the, that's the manifestation of that power. When that power started manifesting in them, they started speaking in tongues and the other charism started manifesting in them. But that itself is not the power, that's a manifestation of the power. Okay, let's get back to Acts chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. Let's see the power here now. What is the power that God speaks about here? Acts chapter 2, verse 2 and 3, you can put together. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind and filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues of fire appeared among them. So what is the two power here? The wind and the fire. That's the power that God is speaking about here. The power of the wind and the power of the fire. You know, The word of God says a violent wind, maybe like a storm or maybe I do not know how it was. You know, what happens when a wind blows powerfully? What happens? Or when there's a fire, what happens? Burn Burn means what, sister? Can you be a little more specific? It destroys, sister. Are you sure the fire destroys? Okay, suppose, do you cook at home? So, maybe... You buy a raw meat and put it on fire. Is it to destroy it? You said fire destroys, no? Yeah, sister? Sister, fire is a fire. So, does that fire destroy? But rather, what does that fire do? It transforms that raw meat into something beautiful that we can consume. Therefore, the quality of the fire is to transform something. Praise the Lord. But if you don't control it, it will destroy. I do understand that. Similarly, when the wind blows, what happens? There is a destruction. But what happens? There is also a transformation. There's a transformation when a wind blows. If a mighty wind is blowing in this compound, then you will see the compound differently different, yes? Maybe without trees, doesn't matter. There is going to be a tangible change when a violent wind flows. There is going to be a change when the fire blows, yes or no? Similarly, when Doc, God talks about the fire of the you know, Holy Spirit, the wind and the fire, He's talking about a power that can transform you and me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And that's what happened. God appointed the apostles to go and proclaim the good news. Yes, brother? Did he do that? And for that, what did he give you? I'll give you a helper, the Holy Spirit. But even after they received the Holy Spirit, Peter went back to fishing. But when did he go and do the work of evangelization? The calling. When that wind blew upon him when that fire came upon him because when that wind and the fire came down there was a change in peter and the other apostles and that was what made him fulfill the call that he received praise the lord therefore today today you know we all received holy spirit at the baptism that's not enough for you and me we need a violent wind to blow into you and me and the fire to come upon you and me therefore we are transformed according to what god has called you and me for praise the lord Hallelujah. Without that wind and fire, you cannot do that. You know, also, the wind also has an ability. Book of Psalms, chapter 1 and verses 4. Let's read that. Book of Psalms, chapter 1 and verses 4. The wicked are not so, but are like a chaff that the wind drives away. Yes, you know, what's a chaff? Everything that is not useful is driven away by the wind. You know, when there's something is burned by the fire, and there's always a chaff. When the wind blows, that is blown away. And what is needed is left there. Similarly, when the wind blows, it will bring a transformation in you and me. Nothing that is according to the plan of God will be blown away by the violent wind. Everything that is not in you and me, that's not according to God's plan, will be burnt away by the fire so that we are transformed in the image and likeness of God. Book of Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verses 8. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verses 8. Let's read that. No one has the power over the wind to restrain the wind or power over the day. Okay, look at this. Nobody has the power over the wind. That's it. The Holy Spirit power is the wind coming upon you and nobody has the power. Remember, Jesus told Nicodemus in John's Gospel chapter 3 and verses 8. What did he tell him? The wind blows wherever it wants. It says, it doesn't know. Nobody knows where it comes from, where it goes. That's exactly. The wind blows where it chooses and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from and where it goes. So is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. How beautifully Jesus explained this power much earlier in His public ministry. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So what is the power that we are talking about? When he said you will receive power, it's the power of the violent wind and the power of the fire coming on everyone and transforming us. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's look at a few incidents in the Bible where the wind blows. Where do you see the wind first blowing in the Bible? Genesis. Genesis 50 chapters in the book of Genesis sister. Okay, chapter 1 and verses... One onwards. The Bible says when God created the world, the world was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the earth. And a wind from God was hovering over the waters or moving over the waters. Look at this darkness, void, formlessness, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. The power of God blowing away the darkness. The power of God blowing away the formlessness. The power of God moving away the void. What do you mean by sweeping over? When something is swept over something, it removes certain things. Yes, that's the action of the wind. Today, today, you know, every darkness in your life and my life. The voidness, the emptiness in your life and my life. Maybe the, you know, formlessness. What do you mean by formlessness? Something that we are not in control of. When the violent wind blows, when the power of God called the violent wind blows, it will remove everything. And when the wind swept over the waters, face of the waters, what happened there? Every darkness was expelled. There was order. The world was in a form. Yes? Praise the Lord. From the, you know, You know, uh, from the chaos, God creates a cosmos. That's what the Greek scholar says. From the kiosk, God creates a cosmos. How? When the violent wind is blowing. This is the power of the wind that we are talking about. My dear brother, my dear sister, as we are preparing for the Feast of Pentecost, we have to allow the wind to blow in you and me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When the wind blows, it will remove every kind of darkness, every kind of formlessness and void that is there in you and me will be swept away by the mighty wind. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Where do you see the wind blowing for the second time in the Bible? Don't worry about that. What happened? Oh don't worry, I have to after this talk, I have to go there. <laughs> anyway, whatever it is. Where do you feel the see the wind blowing for the second time in the Bible? Any idea? Okay. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 God created man out of dust the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into nostrils of the breath of life and the man became a living being look at this man was created the image of God but he was a lifeless being When the wind of God was breathed into the nostrils of the man, man became a living being. Today, my dear brothers and sisters, when the mighty wind blows upon you and me, we will become a spiritual living being. That's what happened in the life of the apostles. When God said, receive the Holy Spirit, they received it. But there was no spiritual life in them. They were dead to the spiritual activities that God wanted them to do. The calling, as you have said, was not activated in them. For the calling to be activated in them, they need the power of the Holy Spirit. That power came upon them when the wind came upon them. Similarly, man received the power of God when the wind came upon him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The third instant where you see the wind blowing in the Bible. Any idea? Make a guess. You are allowed to make mistakes also. You are looking at the screen. When will it come on the screen? Jude, Any idea? No, next chapter. Very easy, you know, sister. Next chapter. It didn't happen in the next chapter. Now, what happened? Much later it happened. God saw that sin was multiplying on the face of the earth. So God wanted to destroy. Genesis 6, 4 says, God was sorry that he created human being. So God decided to destroy the whole world. But he found one righteous man called Noah. So what did God tell Noah? We are all very familiar with that. He told him to build an ark and asked his entire family along with the, all the wild and the domestic animals to get in and God said it's going to rain for 40 days and 40 nights then Noah built an ark and he moved his family and all the animals wild and domestic into the ark and it started raining for 40 days and 40 nights the Bible says water started swelling upon the face of the earth now every you know, creation of God was destroyed except the ark that was floating on the Waters. Praise the Lord. Now imagine the state of Noah inside the Ark. Yeah, sister. What is the problem for Noah and the Ark? Yeah. You know, he was safe inside the Ark. That's one thing. Yes, we know that. But there must have been some concern for him. You know what was the concern? I don't know. Bible does not talk about that. I have my own imagination for that. Let me tell you, my imagination. So, who were all in the ark? No one is family good then? What animals? Wild and domestic. So, wild animals, let's take an example of a lion. So, what does a lion eat now? Mr., what does a lion eat now? All the domestic animals, one by one, the cattle are coming down. Goats have gone, now the cows have gone. Now, all the domestic animals are over. A uh, lion is still hungry, no? So, what's the next target? Maybe Noah's son is walking inside, the lion licking its lips now. Noah must have been watching all this. My God, what is this now? Who is the next target now? So, his own worries, who knows? Yeah? Yes, and also it's very uncomfortable staying in the ark for 40 days with all these animals. You know, it's very difficult. Yeah? Sometimes we may feel our life situation is difficult. Yes. We are like, you know, we may be in prayer, protected in the ark of the of the, you know, God's protection should be read. But still, many a times you and I feel uncomfortable. We are worried about certain situations. Yes or no? In that case, what happens there? Go to Genesis chapter 8 and verses 1. Listen to what happens there. The Bible says like this: God remembered Noah and He did He made the waters come down. Did He do that? Yes or no? Sister, read the Bible. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and domestic animals that were with him. And God made a wind blow over the earth. Sister, he did not make the waters reside. What did he do? He made a wind blow. When the wind was blowing, the waters subsided. Today, everything that you feel is dangerous in your life, when the wind blows, it will subside. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The difficulties of your situation, God will not remove it, but he will make a wind blow over it. That's the Holy Spirit power. How many of you have difficulties in your life? Put your hand up. Don't worry, don't say all sister. If you have, you put your hand up, that's all. If you have difficulty in putting your hands up, ask the other person to lift your hand for them. Some of them, that's the difficulty, you know, lifting hands. what oh, brother, every Tuesday, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, brother <laughs> Lincoln. What is this, brother? That's the difficulty for most people. Whatever it is, whatever it is, you know, often we think God will remove the obstacles and difficulties. No, he will not do that. Simply, he will make a wind blow. So what you have to pray, don't pray, Lord remove this, Lord remove this, make the water subside, make the problem come down. No, ask the Lord, send your wind upon this problem, Lord. The power of the wind will blow away every difficulty and the water subsided. My dear brothers, this is the power of the wind to blow away every problem in your life and my life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All those who have a problem, once again raise your hand up. Right now we are going to pray for the wind to blow into that situation. Heavenly Father, as you send the mighty wind upon the waters of the face and the waters subsided when Noah was in the ark, when you remembered him. Today, Lord, remember every child who has raised his hands here in your prison. Let the same wind that you send upon the waters... Blow into the problems of their life right now and let it be swept away in your mighty name. Let the problem of their life subside through the power of the wind that is blowing into their life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you believe it, make this promise your own, it'll happen. My dear brother, this is what the power, this is the power that you're praying for. You know, every Pentecostal we say, We will receive power when the Holy Spirit, nobody knows what's the power. Where does the wind blow the next time? In the Bible. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now Moses is leading the people of Israel towards the promised land. Now Israelites are happy marching along with Moses. Suddenly there's an obstacle called the Red Sea. Now they're not able to move forward because of the Red Sea. When they turn back they see the armies of Pharaoh there. Yes or no? Praise the Lord. Pharaoh's army is there now, now, the people are complaining, Moses why did you bring us here, we could have rather died in Egypt, as if there are no no graves there, now we are not able to move forward, neither can we go behind at least if we are there in Egypt at least we could have been a slave there praise the Lord, hallelujah you know that's a complaint, I am not able to move forward in my life, there's a block in my life, how many of you feel that way there's a block in your life if you have, put your hand up sister don't worry don't worry, you know what God will do? Then Moses started crying out to God, God, why did you call me here? Why did you make this, me lead these people? Look, they're complaining. What shall I do? What did God tell? Moses, you stretch your hands over the waters and I will? I will? Part the Red Sea. Sister, let's read Exodus chapter 14 verses 21. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. The Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night. So how did he turn the waters into dry land? By sending the wind again. Look what the power of the wind. It can make ways in your life and my life. The wind has the power. Wind means you talk about the wind of the... Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit when the wind comes. It has the power to make a way in your life and my life. Sister, you said there's a block. Ask the Lord to send a wind. Ask Him not to. There will be a way. When the wind blows, there will be a way for you and me. This is the power. Imagine people of Israel. Suddenly they see the block. Then God sends a wind. And the sea is parting. And they are all crossing over. I always imagine when the people are crossing over, what would have the children done yeah, what would have your son done? He's not here. Imagine water is there on either side. You know what the children will do? Maybe put their finger and see where it's poking. And today's generation maybe take a selfie there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And immediately post it everywhere. Okay, that's why. Look at the wind. Wind can make a way for you and me. Yes, that's exactly what happened. I'm just taking a few instances in the Bible Let's see, as time permits, we'll see how much we can take But in every situation, you see that When when there's a difficulty, when there's an obstacle When there's a problem God does not remove the problem But rather, He sends the wind there And the wind is changing the situation This is what God said You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you On the day of Pentecost, He fulfilled the promise By sending the violent wind there when the wind came upon them everything changed praise the Lord hallelujah there were blocks for them to do ministry but the wind made a way for them to do their ministry the calling was fulfilled when the wind came praise the Lord that's why he said when you receive power you know when the Holy Spirit come upon you you'll receive power and then you'll be witness he says only when the wind blows you can have your calling be confirmed Your calling will become meaningful. Otherwise, there will be a block in your call and my call. My dear brothers and sisters, ask the Lord to blow the wind in that situation. He will make a way for you and me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Where do you see the wind blowing again? Book of Judges chapter 13. Book of Judges chapter 13 and verses 14 onwards we will read. Or 14 onwards we will read. 14, you read. You go to chapter 14. Chapter 14, verses 14 onwards, we will see. Or even 15, I'm not sure. Maybe 15, we put 15, 14 onwards. 15, 14 onwards. (coughs) Okay, yeah, 15, 14, sorry. This is about Samson. When he came to lay, the Philistines came shouting to meet him, and the Spirit of the Lord rushed on him. some other translation used the word it rushed like a wind upon Samson, look at this Samson has a mighty army against him He's not able to, a single man thousands of people, thousands of Philistines are coming and attacking him such a huge problem, imagine one man standing against thousand people, is it possible? is it possible? sister, what did he do now? he found a jawbone of a donkey and he killed a thousand Philistines, yes brother was the jawbone of a donkey so powerful? The reason for that is the Spirit of the Lord rushed on him like a mighty wind. And whatever he had in his hand became powerful. Today, today, you know we may think what we have is insufficient. What I am, I am is hardly enough for me to do something. In that situation, my dear brother, my dear sister, ask the Lord to send the wind and what you have with you is more than sufficient for you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We don't have to complain. Don't have to complain. Don't tell the Lord, Lord, give me more, Lord. Provide me more, Lord. This is not enough, Lord. Whether it's material or spiritual or whatever it is. I'm not getting enough love in my family, Lord. Don't ask for that. What do you ask for? Let the wind blow. Wind blow. My dear brothers, look what the wind can do to you and me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, maybe one or two examples I'll give you of wind and maybe a little bit about fire also we will see. Why to leave the fire? We'll touch that also, no? What, Brother Lincoln? We'll touch the we'll ignite the fire also. Okay, you know, okay, this we don't have to read it. When you read the first book of Samuel, chapter 16 onwards, we read about the anointing of David. Yeah? Samuel is prompted by God I have rejected Saul so I have chosen a man of my own heart go to the house of Jesse I am going to anoint the king over Israel so Samuel goes to the house of Jesse all the sons of Jesse are lined up there all of them are looking handsome well built worthy enough to be the king but God is rejecting every one of them yes or no? praise the Lord then Samuel is telling you know God is not allowing me you know why he said that did God tell him this is not right this is not right what was happening? Praise the Lord. When you read the Bible commentary for this, Jerome's Bible commentary is very interesting. I will tell you, i maybe very briefly I'll tell you what. Saint Jerome explains about it. He says like this: So Samuel was not able to see a visible sign. So he's asking Jesse, is there anybody left? You know, I'm not getting the prompting from the Lord. Then he says, One boy is there, useless fellow outside, he's fit for nothing, little fellow. That's why we sent him out to to be with the sheep. Anyway, he's useless. Then Jesse said, call him. I want to see him. Imagine how David would have come in. Little boy, like your son. Like your son only would have come in. Maybe with the nose blowing. (laughs) So come in like that. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Anyway, useless fellow, no? And you know, the Bible commentary says, when David was moving in, St. Jerome writes like this, the oil in the horn started bubbling up. It's not there in the Bible, but this is what the commentary says, Jerome's commentary. The oil started bubbling up because the wind was moving. Because of the wind, the oil started bubbling up when it saw David coming in. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And the word of God says, when Samuel anointed David, the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David like a wind. Praise the Lord. And the little useless boy, David, becomes one of the most powerful kings of Israel. And Jesus said, you know, in the line of David will the son of, no saviour be born, look what David is raised to from nothingness, today today you and I may be a nothing in the sight of people useless unwanted, rejected maybe lonely, broken but when the wind blows, everything will change my dear brothers and sisters look at Peter, God said you will be fishers of men when one servant girl asked him, were you not with him I don't know, I'm not with him, he ran away Same Peter, when the wind came, what did he do, sister? Huh? No, immediately when the wind blew, he started proclaiming the word of God. And what happened that evening? How many, sister? 3,000 men were converted. How? The wind. The wind. Next day, he goes to the temple and heals another person. How many people were converted that day? 8,000 people converted in two days by an unworthy fisherman called Peter. Uneducated man. What is the difference? The wind. The wind. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Today, the wind has to blow in your life and my life, my dear brother, my dear sister. Maybe one more example of the wind we will see. Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 7 onwards. God is asking Ezekiel to prophesize to the dry bones. The word of God says like this. Ezekiel 37 7 onwards. So I prophesied and I had been commanded. And As I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise rattling and the bones came together. Bone to its bone. Yeah, go ahead. I looked and there were snooze on them and flesh came upon them and skim had covered them but there was no breath in them. So everything is happening, but still the bones are have no A life. And what happens there? Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy mortal and say to the breath, thus says the Lord, come from the four winds O breath. So where does the breath of God come from? From the wind. Praise the Lord. And then, and breath came upon the slain and they may live. Look at this. From the four winds, God is sending his breath on the dry bones. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Sister, since you are talking about calling for the last two weeks, let me also tell you when we don't respond to the calling of God you know what God will do? He will send a wind. Do you have an example of that? Can you go to Jonah chapter 1 verses 4. Yo, go there. Jonah 1 4. Jonah chapter 1 verses 4. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea and such a mighty storm came upon Zed, the ship started to break up. Look at this. When Jonah was running from his call, when Jonah was not able to fulfill the call in his life, God sends a wind, and that wind transformed the situation, and Jonah had to go back. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, so calling has to be confirmed with the wind. That's the power that will give you, you know, wings to fly in your calling. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Whatever adverse situation we may be in, when the wind blows, it will change. Let me also tell you of another wind. We will not read it. Second book of Kings, chapter 2. What happens there? There's another wind, a whirlwind, which takes Elijah into the eternal promise of God. Praise the Lord. The power of the wind, when the wind blows in your life and my life, it confirms the eternal call for you and me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And finally, we see the mighty wind once again on the day of... Pentecost. Praise the Lord. Now let's come a little bit about the fire. Maybe five, ten minutes about the fire also. You know, fire is something that can also transform it. You read in the Gospel of St. Matthew chapter 3 and verses 11 what John the Baptist said. He said, I baptize you with water. The one who comes after me, he will baptize you with? Holy Spirit and fire. Let's read that. Okay. Okay. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. You know, this fire, interestingly, has another ability. What happens? It has the power, one, to destroy. Destruction, you said, sister. I do agree. What does the fire of the Holy Spirit destroy? Everything that is unworthy in you and me will be destroyed when the fire comes. And then, a transformation as the meat is cooked. Yeah? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah as the meat is cooked, what happens when the fire when the meat is put on the fire, there is a transformation, a meat which is unworthy to be consumed because of the fire, it transforms itself and it becomes in an edible form. therefore we may be raw and nothing you know, useless, but the fire has the power to destroy everything that is not worthy in you and me and transform you and me into something beautiful in the sight of God. God praise the Lord. Hallelujah! This is the power of the fire that we are talking about. There are quite a few powers you know, in the in the Bible. Can you also read 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 10? 2 Peter chapter 3 verses 10. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be destroyed with the fire, and the earth and everything that is not will be dissolved. Look at this. Here, Peter is talking about a fire that dissolves everything that is not according to the plan of God. Yes, what was the problem with Peter when God told him to go for his fishing? Fishing means fishing for men. What was his problem? What are the blocks in the life of Peter? At least one major block. Financial problem, what is it? Fear, let's put it as what was the biggest problem for him? Fear was his biggest problem, yes. But when the fire came, it melted away that fear. Where did that fear go? You know, Peter could not face even a single servant woman. You know, as per the Jewish tradition, women had no value. And also if it's a servant girl, nothing at all. Still, when a servant girl questions him, he's running away. Yes or no, why fear? But the same Peter, when he heals that lame person in Acts 3, he is brought before the council of Jews. 5,000 council members are questioning him. And what did he say? He began his defense by saying, You Jews, if you are questioning me today because of this man, let it be known to you that this man is standing in good health because of the name of Jesus Christ whom you destroyed. And there is salvation in nobody else, only in the name of Jesus Christ. And there is no other name given among mortals by which you must be Where did he get that bolder sister? What happened to that fear? What happened to the lack of confidence that you're speaking about? The fire dissolved it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And the fire also transforms. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 4 and verse 24. Deuteronomy 4 and 24. For the Lord your God is a devouring fire, a jealous cause. That's what the Bible says. He's like a devouring fire, the fire. And also one more word of God we will read and then we will look at one major fire in the Bible. Uh, book of Exodus chapter 9 and verse 23. nine twenty-three, Exodus 9 and 23. Then Moses stretched out his staff towards the heaven and the Lord sent thunder and hail and the fire came down on the earth and the Lord reigned on the land of Egypt. When Pharaoh is creating a problem for Moses, God sends down a fire. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, my dear brothers and sisters, you know, I will talk about one fire, major fire in the Bible. Where does it happen? Any idea? Other than the Acts of the Apostles. Burning bush. Okay. Let me give you another beautiful incident, sister. Go to the first book of Kings. Chapter 18. Here, God is, you know, Ahab is creating a lot of problem, idol worship. So God sends Elijah and talk to Ahab. He's telling him about it. Then, I know, Elijah is challenging Ahab. And he's saying, send all your prophets, 450 prophets of Baal and the 300 prophets of Asher. And I will challenge them on Mount Carmel. So all the prophets, 450 plus 300, 750 uh, you know, idol worshippers, prophets of the, you know, idol gods, pagan gods are challenging Elijah, a single man on Mount Carmel. Now, Elijah tells them, you know, you all offer your offering to your God. I will wait and see whose offering is consumed by the Lord. For the whole day, these people, these uh, 750 prophets of the pagan gods are trying to offer their sacrifice to God, but nothing is happening. Praise the Lord. When the time of obligation came, Elijah is offering the, his offering. Uh, 37 onwards you will read. 37 and 38. So Elijah is putting everything on the altar of the Lord and he's crying out, Answer me, O Lord, and answer me so that this people may know that, O Lord of God, and that you have turned their hearts back. Yeah, verses 38. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering, the wood, the stone, and the dust, and even licked up the water that was in the trench. My dear brothers and sisters, look at the power of the fire. Yes? Now, what is the problem? Something very odd in this fire which came. What is the problem here? Do you find anything very odd here? Sister is thinking, the entire fire is odd. Sister, normally when fire and water meet, what happens? The water will put off the fire. But here what is happening? The fire is drying up the water. Is that not a miracle that's happening here? Why? Look at the power in the fire which God sends. Something against nature can happen when that power of the fire comes upon you. Praise the Lord. Today, science, today the world may defy certain kinds of problem or obstacles in your life. Maybe a sickness where the Lord says, no, when medical science says there's no cure. Maybe a problem where there's no answer for you. My dear brothers and sisters, the world can say no to it. But when the fire comes, something that defiles the nature and the logical conclusions of the world will happen praise the Lord, hallelujah this is the fire that we are talking about and the next problem here sister something very strange okay do we have fire here yeah we have a fire in the candle, what do you observe there Jude can you come here can you come here I won't put you in the fire, come can you bring the candle in the front? See that it's not put off with the wind, no? Okay. Okay, can you understand that? I don't want it to be blown away. Keep it here. You, you do that, yeah. Let me speak. Take it out. The fire is moving up, yes? Try to put it reverse here. Try to turn it upside down. With the, with the, with the stand, with the stand. No, no, it's, is it too light? Okay, take it out, take it out. Okay, try to reverse it. Come, see the fan Okay, stand there and do it. But still the fire is going up, no? Even if you revert it, what's going? The fire is? So the fire always moves? Read the word of God. Fire came down. Have you ever seen the fire moving down? Wherever there's a fire, it always moves? Up. Try that try to do that it never moves down it always moves up but when the fire of the lord comes it comes down that's a power something that defiles the logic will happen in your life and my life here's something very you know we need to think about when you read the bible always think make your mind work god will speak wonders to you praise the lord hallelujah imagine you know, tongues of fire appearing on them and a tongue of fire resting on them. Can you go back to Acts chapter 2, verses 3? 2 and 3, you put it together. And suddenly from heaven there came the sound like the rush of a violent wind and filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared on them and a tongue rested on each of them. Brother, you spoke about tongues, yes? When the fire came, the tongues started manifesting. Praise the Lord. When a fire falls on you, the Bible never says the fire consumed them, but the fire changed them and it started activating the charisms in them. We all know the charisms are very important for the calling. Yes, in our ministry it's very important, yes or no? It's so all God did that. But when He sent the wind and the fire, this is exactly what happened. You know, it stirred up the charism in them, and the disciples started being a mighty witness. The calling was con- you know confirmed. So, my dear brother, my dear sister, today, today, as we prepare for the feast of Pentecost, allow the wind to blow in your life. In every situation of your life, let the wind blow. Let the fire come down. You will see a tangible transformation. One, everything that is not from God will be removed. Blown away by the wind. When the wind blows, many things will be blown away. Praise the Lord. You know, last year, sometime close to this time, we had heavy rains in Kerala. Yes? Heavy winds. You know, when the winds subsided, what did the people see everywhere? Waste and no, all trash, yes? The wind blows away everything, yes? It blew away everything from the waters and all came to the land. My dear brothers and sisters, the violent wind will first blow away everything that is in you and me that's not according to the plan of God. That's a power. Praise the Lord hallelujah, maybe a fear maybe a lack of confidence, maybe a sinful situation, maybe an addiction or whatever it is, don't worry, he will blow it away second, the fire will bring a transformation, as food is cooked in the fire, we will be cooked in the fire, by the power of the fire and we will be transformed into something beautiful in the sight of God, are you ready to receive that power you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you Remain in Jerusalem. Remain in the presence of God until you are clothed with power from above. And this is the power that God is speaking about. Let's close our eyes for a moment. Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, as we prepare for this beautiful feast of the Pentecost, where the church was born, from nothingness you created something beautiful called the Holy Catholic Church. The apostles were filled with fear Uncertainties surrounded them. Persecutions awaited them. They had no idea how they were going to go about to fulfill the calling. In this situation of their life, you sent a violent wind and fire came upon them. It blew away everything that was not according to your plan. Every fear was blown away. Every lack of confidence was blown away. Every adverse situation was blown away, and the fire Turn them into something courageous to do your will, Lord. As the waters swept over the face of the earth and from the chaos you created a cosmos. As you breathed in the nostrils of man and man became a living being. As you send the wind over the waters and the waters subsided and Noah's ark settled on the Mount of Aram. As you send the mighty wind to part the Red Sea. As you send the wind and strengthen Samson transformed David, confirmed the calling on Jonah and took Elijah into the eternal promise. Send the wind to our lives, Lord, so that everything may change. Let the fire fall upon us in a mighty way, Lord, and burn away everything that's not fit for your kingdom and make us beautiful in your sight. Heavenly Father, we make this prayer in the mighty and master's name of your Son and our Lord Jesus Christ. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. God bless you and thank you.